like you said, with your mom. Like she she wanted to talk with her friend, not necessarily her son. Not mm-hmm. not she didn't ever want to talk to you. It was mm-hmm. just in that moment she wanted to talk with her friend. So Absolutely. there's there's a need at different see, times. I didn't go to college with her. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't her college roommate. Yeah. Right? I wasn't there when she got married. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there when she got divorced. I wasn't there when she had her first child. Yeah. That's the impact. Yeah. Friends are there for you when your parents die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome to the Four Fires Podcast, where we talk about winning in all four of the essential areas of life. Well, welcome to the Four Fires Podcast. This is Jeff Rice. Today, I'm having a conversation with Josh Dent about uh, the People Fire and specifically the Friends part of the People Fire. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to the Four Fires Tribe. Uh, I know if you've been listening for any amount of time, you've heard about the Four Fires Tribe. And it's an online community of men that are looking for accountability and looking to experience growth with other men that are trying to live this four-dimensional life. One of my favorite parts of the Four Fires Tribe is all the discussion boards. I love hearing the experiences that other people are going through, and people post funny stuff all the time, and and so that's one of my favorite parts. So if you are interested in joining the Four Fires Tribe, check out the link in the description and join the tribe today. So Josh, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. All right. Hey, yes, my name is Josh Dent, and I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and um, I'm here with um, Lead, and we're here today to talk about the four fires, and um, I'm very excited to have this opportunity. Um, I'm actually a banker by trade. Um, I work at Truist Bank in LaGrange, Georgia. Um, I have my um, undergrad in psychology, my master's in business, and I just recently got accepted to LaGrange University to study um, clinical mental health therapy. And so I um, love people, and, you know, that's kind of my thing, and it's really helped me a lot at the bank. (laughs) And so I really, my goal is actually to own my own private practice. And so I've been invited here by my good friend Jeff, and, you know, we're just going to talk about friendship and people and it's something that I'm pretty good with, and so I just want to dive into that and, you know, kind of express some of the, some of the experiences that I've had personally, and just how it's affected me in my life. So, um, pleasure to be here today. Thank you so much. So the reason I wanted to have you come in today was because, uh, from some recent conversations that I've had with you, I feel like you do a really good job with building and maintaining friendships, and so I think you you do a really good job just naturally with your people fire. And so I admire you for that. And so that's why I wanted you to come in and talk to us. So one of the first things I wanted to talk about was I wanted to get your opinions on why having friendships is so important. Why, why is it important to put time and energy and effort into having deep friendships? Um, so give me your thoughts on that. Um, so, I, you know, I'm no expert on friendology, if that's a word. Um, but I would say... The supplemental nature of friends acts very similar to a multivitamin. You know, you eat all day, you have what you want to eat, and you drink your water, and you exercise. And, you know, you do pretty good, but without that multivitamin, there's a piece of you that's missing. And it's pretty essential. Um, Friends are very similar. They're able to cover your butt in areas that you miss. They're able to notice things that you didn't notice. And overall, they're able to support you as you go throughout life. Yeah. So if a person, if a person doesn't have deep and meaningful relationships, uh, how, how would you say, what would your be advice for that person 
who recognizes I don't have any deep friendships, but I'd like to. What's your advice for that person on like how to go about building those friendships? Um, you know, I've, I've been blessed to have a lot of really good friends in my life, a lot of amazing friends. And just strictly from a personal perspective, I would tell the person, um, you really have to work on yourself and know yourself. Mm. Yeah. My older brother, um, one of his best phrases is know thyself. And I'm sure he got it from some movie somewhere. <laughs> um, but that's like one of the things he always told me growing up, know thyself. And um, I think that is the first step. I said the second step is apply thyself. That's my little little spin on it. I like that. You have to yeah. actually use what you know. Um, but you, it takes it takes the, the, the actual knowledge. You have to know. You have to know, I don't like this kind of person. I do like that kind of person. Mm. Um, I like this about myself. I dislike that about myself. So as you begin to come up with a schema, a personality, you find your niche. And you have um, a lot of avenues to find that niche, whether that be college, whether that be through the workplace, whether that be through social media. There's a lot of avenues where you can find that niche, but it really takes a lot of self-reflection and figuring out, okay, what is it that I personally enjoy spending my time with? Hmm. And, And also, you know, you're going to also attract what you put out. And so if you put out, you know, sort of, um, a certain level of, of things. And, you know, if I plant sunflower seeds, I might I might just get sunflowers. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of the basics, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, that's good. Yeah. I like So the know thyself, that's actually something that we say a lot here at LEAD. So oh, that, that's, that's funny. fantastic. That's funny that you brought that up <laughs> because that's one of the things we focus a lot on is introspection. Mm. And so we use the DISC profile for that to help understand kind of how we're wired I'm a um, DI, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, we took that, uh, or you took that on Friday night, right? Uh-huh. Last Friday last night. Last Friday. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. So yeah, I like the work on yourself stuff, and then I've never never thought about the apply thyself, and and you said to kind of choose wisely, and so most of us have heard the old saying of like, show me your friends, and I'll show you your future, or you you become like the people you hang around, or I've even heard, like, you earn within three to $5,000 of your five closest friends, and I was now like... That one's scary for me. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I have some friends that don't earn anything at all. <laughs> you know, yeah. zero times anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> zero. I think it's cool with friendships, because you can have, you can have friends that maybe share the exact same, like... A hobby that I'm most passionate about, I'm a, I will have friends that share that same hobby. But then you can also have really good friendships with people that maybe don't care about that that hobby, and we and you 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 connect over different things. So like I always had friends that were baseball players, or friends same. friends that were <laughs> or friends that were um, <clears throat> like really into hunting or fishing. But then like you're one of my friends, and uh, I don't know. Do you hunt and fish? I don't. I actually don't know that about I've, you. I um, do not like fishing. I'm pretty good at it, and I've only hunted twice. Okay. All right. Um, so I've, every time I've seriously fished, I've caught something. Yeah. So I'm pretty good at it, but I don't like it. I like hunting, mm-hmm. but I've never done it. Real. I've only done it like once or twice. Okay. But I, yeah. I do. It, well, that's that, that's more fun. Okay. Well, we'll go next year. We'll go. Definitely. <laughs> you and I. I would say you and I don't really share like really strong uh, interest in the hobbies that we do, but we connect on other things like I, I think you and I really enjoy talking with each other because we enjoy talking about deep things like Friday night we were we were talking about you know really really deep stuff and and so I think it's cool that you can kind of pick and choose your friends that way where it doesn't have to be somebody that 
thinks exactly like you do. In fact, I think there's probably benefit to having friends that don't think like you, friends that will challenge you, because one of, a Bible verse that kind of has stood out to me in, the, in probably the last year of my life is Proverbs chapter 18, verse 17, and it says, The first to state his case seems right in his own mind until another comes and cross-examines him. That's a verse that I've used to help me think about my people fire because and, and why having friends is important. Because if I if I isolate myself mm-hmm. and I and I don't invite other people into my life, then it's easy to think like, oh yeah, I'm the end all be all. My thoughts are the only thoughts that matter, and I I know all the answers. I don't need input. And I think over time, if you if you stay in isolation for a really long time, it might be harder for you to allow other people in because you're you're so set on your opinions that you've and, built up. And I'll add this: there's also a big difference between isolation and insulation. Mm. I think a lot of people um, are insulated. And um, what that really means is you have, you take a person and let's say they're a decent person at best. Um, That type of person who does not get, I I go back to the whole supplement thing. You're not getting the food and water and exercise and multivitamin. You can become insulated as well as being isolated. You, you're already isolated, it just means to be set apart, right? But to actually be surrounded by lack, right? To be completely supported mm. by your lack is very, it's a very dangerous place to be in. Mm. Um, and I think what friends do, they kind of, they kind of force that place to not exist. And they, they, they also play into sort of the, I guess you can say having fun of life getting out, having fun, going, we're going to Vegas, you know, that energy, yeah. right? Friends, they, they, they do something internally as well as externally. Yeah. There's the external part of, wow, I have people around me, mm. you know, that's kind of the isolation. But then there's this insulation piece, right, where they kind of dip in there. Like you said, the real deep friendships, right? I believe the really deep ones, they're, the, they're actually touched on the inside mm. and they're able to warm your heart there and take mm. you to Vegas there. Yeah. There's a different space. There's, there's a space that's there that friends, when they're really deep and they're really close, um, they get to touch. You know, and something else I wanted to go back to, when, you know, when you were talking about, you know, baseball and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, as you know, I live with all baseball players, yeah. you know, yeah. and I love baseball players. You know, those are kind of my, my group, my people, yeah. my tribe, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. I think, to your point, I've never stepped foot on the mound. Mm-hmm. I've never played baseball in my life. Yeah. My parents don't play baseball. I have a, my grandfather played a little bit, when, you know, growing yeah. up, I yeah. think, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. I have no connection to baseball whatsoever. Yeah. But the personality, the mindset, the way that you have to live your life, I, I can understand and I can appreciate. There's a lot of deep, intimate things that baseball players have to develop to become good, to mm. become a baseball player yeah. that I myself have had to walk down. Mm. And so I can sympathize, you know, with that journey. Yeah. You know, yeah. my whole life I was in scouting. You know, I gotcha. got the chance to become an Eagle Scout. I never really had the time <laughs> to yeah. really do sports like that. You know, right. I had fun doing the little bit of football and basketball that I did, but really and truly it was scouting, it was camping, it yeah. was going on family mm-hmm. retreats and stuff like that. That was kind of my life. Yeah. And so I think the family piece connects me with the baseball piece, mm. you know. Yeah, because on a team, you're like a family. On yeah. A, on a good team. On a good on a, one. On a team that has good culture, you, it's, Absolutely. Like, it's like a family. So we talked about why you think having friendships is important and what what you what a person should do if they're wanting to 
if they don't have deep friendships, what they, what they can do to find those deep friendships. The next question I had was, how do we keep the friendships going strong? So like, what, it, what does it look like on the daily or the weekly on a pretty routine basis, what do you what do you feel like it looks like to keep a friendship going strong? I think there has to be two things. First of all, there has to be discipline. And then the second thing, there has to be love. Hmm. And the love, I'll, I'll kind of express that one first. So with love comes inspiration and a willingness to do. And that is that is a mm-hmm. lot of it. Yeah. When you love somebody, you want to see them, you want you think about them, and they're mm-hmm. popping your head every once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, you go a couple of days, and you're like, I wonder how they're doing. I just mm-hmm. want to, you know, you have the love part, right? Yeah. But then there's the discipline side of, oh my gosh, I'm I have this girl over here, I'm dating this person over here, I'm yeah. married over here, I have a job over there. You don't have time to, you know, spend time with your friends like you did back when you were 12. Right. So you have to also have the discipline in those times when life is life to say, well, we're doing this regardless, Mm -hmm. you know, and that helps to keep the love going, keep the um, emotional sides Mm -hmm. going. Because in those moments where you might get stressed out or super hyper focused on work, um, you have. Oh, yeah, you are my best friend. You do know me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. You have that like moment sometimes where. Oh, I do have someone in my life who gets it, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes you can get to going with, with your personal life yep. and you forget, oh, no, they're living life with me, too. Mm-hmm. They got my back. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think that goes back to the, what you said about good friends are like vitamins to our to our soul and to our body. Yeah. Uh, I like what you said about the the love part. And it made me think about self-sacrifice, right? Because that's what you were saying. Like, you, if you get really caught up in something and like like definitely you have marriage and maybe you have kids like there are other areas of your life that's what the four fires is there's always another area of your life that's kind of pulling like hey I I need attention over here so it's all about balance but the self-sacrifice I think maybe that's one of the things that if you're struggling to see why you need friends maybe that's one of the reasons why you're struggling to see it maybe you're not practicing much self-sacrifice in any of the areas of your life. You're, maybe you're a really selfish person. So I want to share about that was me, I feel like, all through high school and college. Up until the last year, year and a half of my life, I haven't had any close friends. All through high school and college, I, I don't know if it was a pride thing or a, or I don't know what it was. I just was like, I don't need friends. Like, I, I'm good, and, I, and people would kind of – be like, hey, let's go hang out. And I was like, no, I want to go hunting by myself. And I don't know if it has to do maybe a lot of different things, maybe the way I was raised or maybe uh, I am an introvert. So maybe it's just kind of some of that. I don't think I can blame one certain thing. Maybe it was all combination of all of it. But so I know what it feels like to be like, dang, I don't have any close friends. Like I know when I got married, Alan was talking with me about the four fires and we did a the four fire self-assessment and he asked the question or he made the statement your casket's going to have six handles on it when you die if your spouse can identify six men that would be honored to carry your casket not six men that would be like oh yeah i'll do it but six men that would be honored to carry your casket you probably should do some work in that area wow that's good yeah and wow and Mm. so he asked that question or he said that and i was like man, I don't have one 
Like if you would have gone to Rachel when we first got married and said, "Who's Jeff's best friend?" Crickets. Mm. Like it was Me? there was nothing. Mm. I mean there there was nobody. I mean I had I had lots of surface level acquaintances that mm. be like, "Oh yeah, I, like Jeff hung out with that guy a couple months back." Or so like I had nobody that was like deep friendship, like accountability partner, anything like that. I was that guy that didn't have any friend, any deep friends. So I had surface level acquaintances, and I think that's how most men are. I agree. Most men don't talk about the deep things of life. Mm-hmm. They just they see the guys that they see in their everyday the life, bar, and they're like, little... "Man, nice weather we're having," right. or "Did you catch any fish this weekend?" Right. Or, and or "How's your golf game going?" Right. And so it's never any deep conversations. And so I was that guy. And so thinking about uh, you just brought this up and maybe there's something to this with the self-sacrifice and the love and so maybe part of the the guy that I used to be where I didn't have any close friends and I wasn't inviting anyone I didn't see a need for it maybe it was because I was a selfish person I wasn't I wasn't somebody who was practicing uh, selflessness or self-sacrifice in all of my life and so that's a, that's an interesting topic what do you think about that I think you're on to something yeah I think that was I think I do think that was a part of it was the self sacrifice and I also think part of it too was it, the original point of the self awareness know thyself yeah because if you know yourself you're gonna know okay I'm in a season where I don't need friends right now I need to kind of self self reflect and like you know manage myself and self regulate yeah there's seasons of your life where that's necessary sure most people are not in that season mm. so. I'll kind of get personal here, why friendships are really important to me. So growing up, <clears throat> I've always had um, my three grandparents. Mm-hmm. My grandfather passed away when I was really young, and he's like one of my superheroes. It's kind of sad. My yeah. mom's dad. Yeah. But my other three grandparents are still living. Mm. So my oldest grandparent is 96 yeah. in his right mind. Wow. He can still move and all that kind of – he can wash himself, use the bathroom, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I'm very blessed to have um, very wise and elderly um parents and grandparents and um my parents are older as well they're in their mid-60s um and so i think for me having that type of support system with that level of wisdom was very helpful and i had a decent sized family Mm -hmm. however they they've had extreme value on friends and I think for me, I internalized that because I felt like this was one of their secrets to success. Yeah. This is one of the reasons why my grandparents have been married for over 70 years. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why, you know, my parents, although they divorced, have never been happier and always maintained a relationship that was so strong that people have to ask me even to this day, oh, I thought your parents were still together, yeah. the way you talk about them, because yeah. I'm so close with them. Mm-hmm. They're, they were able to love me so much. But I believe it was because their whole life, they always had that one or two people to correct them. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, I went to see my mom and my grandmother for Mother's Day. Yeah. And my grandma was talking about her best friend. We call her Aunt Ruby. Yeah. But she's talking about her best friend, how they were just complete opposites. And how as they went throughout life, and, you know, she lost her husband and my grandmother lost, you know, my grandfather. And how they just went through life and were essentially became like sisters. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself... My grandmother is talking about a best friend that she has that was so impactful, that was her support system as she was able to develop. You know, that when she had her three girls, my mom and her two sisters, she was able to pass that legacy on to them. Yeah. 
And so my mom, I always had really, really good connections with my mom's best friends. Mm. They're like my uncles and aunts. Yeah. And so I just think that in my family, it's a cultural thing as well, where my parents' friends were like my uncles and aunts. So yeah. when I, as I began to become older, that was a value. And this is going to touch back on this other piece, that self-sacrifice. Yeah. They wove that in, yeah. that love. Yeah. I love this person. Mm-hmm. They're different than me. I don't agree with them all the time. <clears throat> yeah. But I love them. Yeah. Life is short. I'm not about to lose them. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to lose a relationship I've had with someone for 80 years, 70 years. Yeah. These are amazing people. These are people who care about you, you know? And I think that's, too, why you hear the phrase like, oh, well, you'll meet your best friends in college, right? And I think that a lot of the times that happens because you never have a time where you're young and you're that free yeah, and you're that close to being not free. yeah. <laughs> and I think that yeah. kind of helps to stimulate that. Uh-huh. And it, once that sort of train starts and you mm-hmm. get those really close people, mm-hmm. you either kind of end up keeping them or or not. Yeah, well, I feel like it's it's all, you don't get to make a friend in college. I mean, I, I had friends in college. Uh, now, like I said, they were, they were probably more surface level than they were really deep friends, but I had guys in college that I spent a decent amount of time with. And if I don't ever text them or call them, we don't talk ever. And so it all, like... Just because you were friends in college also doesn't mean that you're just going to be friends forever. It takes a lot of intentionality, right? From both sides. Sure, yeah. Because that's that's another piece. So it's it's also being able to identify your reality as well as their reality. Mm-hmm. They aren't texting me either. Yeah. They aren't reaching out to me either. Yeah. So I will initiate just to test the waters. Yeah. But if they're not able to, you know— be supportive of this. If they don't want to go there, then that's okay. Yeah. You know, that's something else. You mm-hmm. have to be okay with being rejected. Yeah. That's part of friendship as well. Yeah. Some people don't want to be your friend. Mm-hmm. Some people don't want to spend time with you. You know? Yeah, that's the hard reality. That's hard. Yeah. <laughs> Some people will look at you and think you're such a nice person. I don't want to spend a lick of my time with you. Mm-hmm. And then there's other people who are, you would never guess. Y'all want to spend every moment together. Like y'all are brothers your whole life. Mm-hmm. You know? I saw these twin brothers given one guy was given a speech when they were both married and one of the guys was just getting married. Yeah. And he was giving a speech about his brother and, you know, good old Southern boy. And they were just talking <laughs> and I'm tearing up yeah. watching this big burly man talk about his brother like this. Mm-hmm. And I think to myself, that's his best friend. Yep. You know, you'll meet people like that yeah. and you'll, 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 you'll have a choice to make. Mm-hmm. Do I develop this? You know? Yeah. And it is risky mm-hmm. because they may not want to develop it with you. Yeah. But when it when it's those right kinds of people, I think you kind of know. Yeah, that's really good. I like what you said about risk. And um, a couple podcasts back, Dr. Greg Moffat was here, and he was talking about – or Alan and him were talking about vulnerability. And most people – so a good, a good friendship requires vulnerability and authenticity, right? Yes. But a lot of times people look at vulnerability and they see that as a weak word. And they're like, I don't want to be vulnerable. That I'm a big, like you said, a big burly man. I'm not. I'm not weak. I don't want to be weak. Right. And vulnerability is seen as a weak word. But I think the real reason that people don't want to be vulnerable is because it actually require, requires risk. And risk is not a weak word. That's mm-hmm. a bold word. Yes. Like risk is something that the brave do, the Correct. courageous do. Correct. And so uh, I think that's a good way to think about it too. 
is that having friendships is is hard and risky. and and they're risky and you have to be bold you have you to do. be courageous to have deep friendships You're because right. i feel like everybody's got something that they're like oh i'd never tell anybody that about me right. but then you find that you know the bible tells us confess your sins to one another and so i feel like when you when you let somebody in and you really tell them who you are and kind of some things that you've done. And, I mean, there's just, like, I think it's spiritual. I think it's biblical, or I know it's biblical, that it's good for our soul. And it's good for – it's good to, like, take some weight off and, and help – let others help you carry the weight of your life. And because if not, I think that's when you really get lonely and – and you're just having to deal with the pain of life all by yourself. And I'm gonna be honest. I think that's the reason why my why my dad and my grandfather have lived so long. Mm. You know, my wow. grandfather is 96. Yeah, I really do believe it was because he had a support system. He had his family. Yes, he absolutely. But he had a group of men, a group of lions, a group of warriors. Mm. He had a pack. My granddaddy had a pack. He was a Freemason. Yeah. He had people with him who walked life with him when he was 40, when mm. he retired, when he was 60. Mm. When my grandfather started his church when he was in his 80s and 70s, he had a pack of people. Yeah. And it wasn't just one or two. Yeah. He had that, like you're saying, like that group of like eight or nine people who are like eating dinner, driving different places, yeah. getting haircuts together. I mean, these people were like, you know, and I think, too, I come from a. Military family. Okay. That's probably where I get that, yeah. too. Yeah. I'm sure that's something there. You know, we could do a psych evaluation yeah. on that. But I think there's something with that, too. Mm-hmm. It's that going to war mindset yeah. in modern society. Yeah. We don't always have to be in Iran to go to war. You're at war every day. Mm-hmm. You're at war with yourself. You're at war with the past. Mm-hmm. You're at war with the future. And if you don't have weapons of mass destruction that can cover your rear. Whew. <laughs> You're in for a lot of hurt. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. That's real good. I want to go back to what you said about you were raised in a family where you saw your parents and your aunts and uncles and your grandparents. You saw their friends. I want to talk about why that's important for me and you and anyone out there who doesn't have kids yet or has kids right now, why it's important to have your close friends for both the father and the mother to have their close same-sex friends in their life so that their kids see them. Because, you know, I don't have kids yet, so I, I can't speak to this directly, but I've heard Alan and other people talk about there's gonna so Alan shared that he knows there's gonna come a day when his son Cecil isn't gonna care what he says, and he's gonna. It's, Alan knows that th- that day is coming, and so what he shared with me is that he wants to make sure that he does a good job of having other men in his life that Cecil will look to and respect, and take that wisdom and that advice from that man. Even if it's the same, even if Alan and this his his other friend are saying the same exact thing to Cecil, Cecil will accept it from this other man, but not his dad because it's his dad, and it's the just the natural rebellion of like, yeah, whatever, dad, don't talk to me. Uh, I I know that I want to apply that 
to my parenting. And so that's why I see, that's just one of the many reasons why I see friendships, especially same-sex friendships, to be so important because I want my kids to have all of the wisdom and all the advice that they can have one day, even if it doesn't all come from me. Man, I wonder if that, that kind of goes into the selfishness too. If you're like, oh, I, I want to be the only person that raises my kids or gives my kids advice. I don't want anybody else to I, give advice. I was going to touch on that. So like one of my other best friends, that's something that we talk about all the time. Yeah. Is how he was raised very insulated mm-hmm. <laughs> to where yep. it was what his dad taught and what mm-hmm. his mom taught. And that was all the family that he needed. Mm-hmm. And so when we became friends, it was such a big deal that it even changed the dynamic of his household. Hmm. And I'm just over here being myself. But I told just him. Just y'all's friendship just changed our friendship his, his family. changed his household. Wow. He showed me pictures the other day. He cleaned his whole garage out. They're doing new things. They're trying different stuff. You know, and it's like that was never my intention. Yeah. My intention was to be myself and be there and we're just good friends. Yeah. But that's how powerful coming from the type of family that I came from yeah. was. And and it's weird because like even that even right now that I'm talking with you, I'm kind of realizing that mm. just how different my because I'm over here thinking that he had the different family. Yeah. When honestly, that's more normal. Honestly, mm. to kind of that's more typical in, in modern society. Is sure. You got your own clan and that's it. Yeah. But my family, the community was big. Community more, was big. the more the merrier. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Even right now, like um, we just recently had like a church reunion for my my grandparents' church. I, it was like a third of them were family. Most of them were friends. Mm. I saw them so much growing up. Yeah. It felt like family. Yeah. How do I respond to the world around me? How do I interact? What is it that I'm looking for in life? Mm-hmm. You know, you, part of it, too, is you are going to attract those sorts of kinds of people. That's why they have the people who say, well, show me your friends. I'll show you your future. Yeah. Because yeah. you already attracted those kinds of people naturally. Yeah. You've already attracted your level. Mm. So if you are noticing a low level of people, that means that you have to increase your own level because it's already refl- it's already telling. Yeah. A lot of times By people yeah, yeah. A lot of times people think it's like, well, if I change my friends, then I can evaluate where I am. Mm. No, no, look at where you are today. Look at the people around you. Yeah. That is where you are. Yep. That yep. level, that quality. Uh-huh. Are you all your friends, business owners, and CEOs? Okay, no, but you want to be one. Mm-hmm. Well, you might should get a couple of them around you mm-hmm. that can that can bounce your ideas. Do they want to be around you? That's what I was about to hit on. Are you able to find them? Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. So what does that mean? More self-development, more yeah. self-work. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. there is, like I said, there is also the season of self-reflection that takes and that requires ownership it of does saying, okay i know where i am right now and i know the people that i attract to my life mm-hmm. i want to change mm-hmm. and we all have the power of choice mm. and in an instant you can take ownership and change your choices you can change who you are i feel like in an instant Absolutely. Or, or at least change your direction in 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 one day and so i think that's that's really important yes because it's easy to say like Oh well, I don't. If all of my friends around me are making twenty thousand dollars a year, I don't want to make twenty thousand dollars. I'm going to go get around rich people. But if you have a twenty thousand dollar mentality, right. rich people aren't going to want to hang out with you. Right. And so, yeah, you got to change yourself, and you got to start eval- evaluating yourself. 
sometimes it's hard to evaluate ourselves, and I think that's why you need. And even in that instance, you can you can use the friends that are around That's you true. To, true. to get some feedback because this is true. Just like the Bible verse I shared, you you can feel like you got it all figured out, but until another person comes and cross examines you, just like you shared with your friend, his family, him and his family probably thought they had it all figured out. But then it was like you said, you didn't come in trying to like wreak havoc on his family, right? You y'all's brain waves just cross paths. Correct. And then he started to think like, man, maybe there is a little bit better way to do this or that. That's why it's so important to have friends and have other people in your life. Because not that every person is trying to challenge you, because I don't think anybody is, I mean, well, maybe there are some people that are just like jerks and they want to challenge everything. But but I feel like we're all kind of, we're all searching in some way or another. Mm. And so, mm. like if I, if, I, so if I have a guy and like I feel like I'm searching... And then I, I invite a guy in, be like, hey, man, I want you to be my account- accountability partner, and I want you to hold me accountable and just be my friend and talk about deep things. Like, who knows what that guy, he was probably like, oh, my gosh, this is an answered prayer or something. I don't know. Like, maybe he's been waiting on a, a close friend to come along. And so I feel like well, and we're it, it goes back searching. to My dad always talks about he has a business called Seed. And I don't remember the acronym, and it's going to bother me. He's going to get me for this. <laughs> but – one of the things that my dad, my whole life, always taught me was the value of reaping and sowing. Mm-hmm. And what you're touching on, it still goes back to that piece. Yeah. If you are going to sow this type of seed, you are going to receive this type of harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love, I love any time you can ever use the analogy of reaping and sowing. I, I love that. and It's in the Bible all the time, so clearly it's a good analogy. But So everyone always says... You reap what you sow. You reap what you sow. And so people will say that, I guess, either positive or negative. Uh, I've recently heard a guy say that harvest only comes to those who are due. And I thought that was really good because I think a lot of times, a lot of times we kind of look at our lives and maybe our friendships and kind of hope that something good is coming. But you're not, you're not taking, so this is taking me back to what you said about to have good friendships, you have to have discipline. You can't just hope that good friends are going to come along or that good things are going to happen to you. There, there's going to come a point where it's like you got to change something, or you got to take ownership of yourself and your life. And like we said, you you attract. You have to you have to learn to grow so that you attract the kind of things that you want in life and the kind of it friends goes that back you want. to the baseball thing. I don't know if if, if you remember that conversation yeah. we had, yeah. you know, last week. Yeah. Part of it is I'm friends with baseball players. Elephant in the room, baseball players are friends with me, hmm. right? Yeah. So part of it is I'm I'm obviously having a certain type of person that I think is, you know, that's going to be a good friend for me. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good, you know, support sort of person for me. Yeah. But the other side to that is I'm the type of person that vibes with that type of person. Hmm. I have done some sort of work, whatever I've done, whatever positioning that I've been in has allowed me the opportunity to bring in and be blessed with the the type of people who have supported me, who have taken care of me. I was um, cooking dinner for someone last night, and I was sitting there thinking, I have one of my buddies, one of my best friends, and um, there was a time period where I was transitioning my jobs. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any money at all. I mean, I didn't have any money. Yeah. And for about a month, he cooked for me. He made sure 
I had money, gave me cash, and he was a baseball player. He was a pitcher. Yeah. And, you know, I think back to my, I think back on that time, and now it's like, okay, that wasn't that big of a deal, right? But back then, that was like, yo, like, this is, this is, I need this. I can't, yeah. I don't know what to do the next day. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. someone who's actually taking care of you. Mm-hmm. Someone who's actually there for you when you are your time of need. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think, too, that's the other side of friendship. You know, when, when my mom got, got diagnosed with cancer and she'd have times where she would be crying and she'd be, she'd be going things, I couldn't help her. Mm-hmm. You know, but she, I would talk with her. I said, Mom, what is it that you need? What is it I can do? Yeah. And she would tell me, I just need my friend mm-hmm. and I need my God. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And she would call her best friend mm-hmm. and she would ask her to pray for her mm-hmm. and intercede on her behalf. And now I'm speaking here. My mom is cancer free, 100 percent cancer free. Wow. You know, yeah. To God but be the glory. To God be the glory. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I think that's inter- That's another interesting point of there are things that happen in life where if you have the attitude of all I need is my family and that's it, sometimes your family, whether it's your parent or your child or your sibling, that's not the person that you need to talk to about certain things. And so that's why you need friends too. Like there, I was very fortunate to have my dad who was always there for me and had a lot of really hard conversations about lust and pornography. But... I, and I wouldn't trade that for anything. But I also think that there's an extreme amount of benefit from having those same type conversations with another of my friends in the, with the addition of my dad. Like, you just kind of have a different conversation about it. Right, because it's, it's, it's my dad, and right. it's weird. But it's, yeah. I, I respect my dad <laughs> in, like, leaps and bounds for, right. for having those conversations that nobody else had their dad having that conversation with them. And so, so true. Um, and, and but I, but having those conversations with your friends, you, yeah. it's it's maybe it's a little more it's easier to talk about and it's uh, more relaxed because you're kind of like you're just like kicking back in you know on the couch and you're just like, man, it's so tough or what like you and so you kind of relate a little bit better, but a little bit different topic. But like you said with your mom, like she she wanted to talk with her friend. Not necessarily her son. Not not she didn't ever want to talk to you. It was mm-hmm. just in that moment she wanted to talk with her friend. So Absolutely. there's there's a need at different see, I times. I didn't go to college with her. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't her college roommate. Yeah. Right? I wasn't there when she got married. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there when she got divorced. I wasn't there when she had her first child. Yeah. That's the impact. Yeah. It's so, the impact. It's a lifelong impact. Yeah. Friends are there for you when your parents die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that makes me think about, well, what what happens if say you're 50 or 60 years old and you you never let anybody in you don't have any friends so for that person oh you ain't never too old (laughs) you're never too old you're never too old it's the same thing (laughs) i I met a lady at the bank i'll tell you the story um she was a janitor at i think i'm not gonna name the college but she was a janitor at a college Uh and um she was telling me about um her journey throughout school she said she's always loved school and she always worked in a school as a a janitor hmm. and the school that she worked for would pay for it after she reached the ages of 75. Huh. And so she said, she said this to me, she says, Josh, when I reach the age of 75, I'm going to get my four year bachelor's degree in business. Wow. I'm going to start my own company. And she's 75. Whoa. That's and that's crazy. her mindset. Wow. Right. So she's going to retire from being a janitor. Then she's going to utilize the job that she had yep. to go back to school for free. for free. Then she's going to start her own company. Wow. At 75. 
So, you know, it's it's really about the mindset. I have a lot of my clients are older because, again, I'm a banker. That's my trade. That's what I do every day. That's how I make my money. Yep. And there's a lot of my clients who are older who will be in their – they'll be set in their mind. Mm. But just because you are set in your mind does not mean you are set in your brain. Your brain can do amazing things. Mm. If you just let your mind if – you, if, you if you could just take a hold of the mind and just try the brain, just try it. You have a little Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Can you move your arm a little? Can you move your leg a little? Can you smile a little? That, that matters. Mm-hmm. Will you be able to have the ridiculous, sophisticated conversations you had when you were 20? No. Mm-hmm. But you can laugh and smile and you can joke about what's on TV. Yeah. There's other ways you can win. Yeah. There's other ways you can be victorious. Yeah. You know, your victories don't always have to be illustrious and grand. You can have an amazing. I had, I had a client yesterday, I, I met with her, and she was in a terrible car accident. Mm-hmm. She lost her voice. She was a singer. Oh, man. She lost her voice because during the car accident, they were trying to bring her back, and they did this tube down her throat, mm. and they paralyzed one of her her vocal folds, mm. and she could no longer sing. So she was going to go off to become a singer, never became a singer, never could sing. And she really was almost like a miracle child. But you know what happened? She had three children. One of them is about to go off to college right now, and the other one is about to go to high school. Mm. She had three kids. I mean, when I tell you um, extreme brain damage, when I tell you extreme hurt and pain, but you know what she, at the bank was yesterday? She was sharp as a tack mm-hmm. because she chose to. And I asked her, I said, you know, how are you able to do this? And she said the same thing. She says, the brain can do amazing things. We only use so much of our brain. Yeah. Now, we, we use our mind. We really do. But our brain, really engage it. Really, really let it really take over a little bit. Just, little, just try it. Mm-hmm. Just try. Yeah. Yeah, the power of choice. Yeah. Um, that's a little off topic. When, when I was in premarital counseling, my uh, pastor that was doing the premarital counseling, he, he is always reiterating that when you get married, the importance of choosing happiness. Like, there's going to be times where your spouse upsets you, and there's going to be times when life upsets you, but you can still choose happiness. And so it goes same thing with, with your friends and just with everything in life. The power of, like, choice. If you don't think that you have the power of choice, then that goes back to your, your mindset. Your mind is in the wrong, wrong place. Mm-hmm. It's like I had a conversation with my, my, my buddy Sage, and uh, something I – it's so funny. You're talk, you talk about friends. Yeah. I do talk about my friends a lot. You yeah. know, I do have a lot of friends. You're right. Uh-huh. Something that me and Sage were talking about, we were driving past the old baseball field. You know, we used to play baseball. Yeah. We were driving past the baseball field, and – Something that I said was, I said, man, I love having fun with you. I said, most people don't know how to have fun who are our age. And he said, what do you mean? I said, most people in their 20s only know how to drink, smoke, and have sex. Mm -hmm. That is the funnest thing that most people in their 20s are going to do. Yeah. Most people. Yeah. I said, it is very difficult for whatever reason. I don't know the, the science or the math or I don't know why. What's the formula? I have no idea, right? Yeah. But for some reason, in our age group, there's a lack of fun. And he said, I guess we do have fun, don't we? I said, yes, we'll go to the lake. We'll go grill. We'll go get wings. We'll go do little. We'll do stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll, go, we'll go out and do stuff. And so I was recently hanging out with my buddy Salter. Um, this past weekend, we went to Medieval Times 
and we had VIP tickets. It was really cool. Hmm. And then we went to um, the Fernbank Museum. Great experience. Yeah. And I was telling him, I said, see, that's fun. We got to see dinosaurs this weekend. Who got to do that? <laughs> we got to see the Cretaceous period, you know, and, and, the, and the Jurassic period. We got to see literal skeletons today. Yeah. We watched a 3D movie about lions and whales. I said, how cool was that? Mm-hmm. We got to see people joust with swords. <laughs> I was like, that's fun. Yeah. People don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you're saying. It's the choice. Choosing. Well, I'm at this age. I must be. I have to do this over here. Yeah. You can still do certain things, but that doesn't have to be all you do. Yeah. Are you having fun? Yeah. Because, see, there is a group who do find that, those things fun. Sure. And they make sure. it fun. Yeah. yeah. They make it fun because they're going on vacation. They're, they're drinking in Vegas. Yeah. They're not drinking in... The, the back seat garage. of the car, yeah. right, the garage. Yeah. Right. There's ways you can do things to make it fun, mm-hmm. you know, but you don't you don't have to always do what people say you have to do. Yeah. You know, fun is, I'm telling you something, fun is, it, it, have fun. Yeah. Just do it. Yep. It's just, oh, yeah. have a good time. Yeah, yeah. Man, you know? don't, don't ever lose, don't ever lose the little kid inside of you. Yes. Like, That's the, that sums it up. Yeah. That's don't, right. Don't ever lose that, that little kid. That, that doesn't mean be immature your whole life. That's right. But don't lose the little kid inside of you that that says, man, let, let's just go for a hike through the right. woods or something. Right. And We're going to New York tonight. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to, you yeah. know, and there's ways to graduate fun. That's okay. something else. Yeah. Your fun graduates as you get older. Yeah. You know, I think, though, like I said, I think it's something that's going on generationally with us specifically where mm. we're more depressed we're more anxious i think it has a lot to do with social media and a lot to do with how we were raised yeah it takes me into one of my last questions and it was so you told me a story last week about a friendship that you had and still have um and you and in that friendship you you found yourself you you chose uh to just take a step back in in that friendship and so i was going to ask you how do you know in a friendship when to step in or when to step back? When things don't work anymore. When it stops working. Love covers an abundance of sin. When love has nothing to do with it anymore, you know. Hmm. The care that I give you doesn't matter anymore. Hmm. Something's changed. Now, truthfully, you already knew you just were in denial. Mm-hmm. There's already the signs will be there mm-hmm. that things have changed. Yeah, but um, specifically with that situation, when the love that you give and you share, it's no longer enough to continue down the path that you were going on. You then have to reevaluate the path that you're going on, mm-hmm. and then you're able to again. It goes back to people put the place they put themselves in their, their own place. Yeah. Oh, so you're not trying to have this level? Okay, we'll put you here. Mm-hmm. Now everyone's happy. Yeah. Sometimes that freaks out the person out. Yeah. Because they're like, you realize that? Ah, I was trying to be manipulative and controlling. Mm-hmm. Gosh, you weren't supposed to notice that. <laughs> you weren't supposed to be in on it. You're yeah. in on it too? Yeah. Dang. Well, that's embarrassing because the shame and the guilt. Mm-hmm. It's embarrassing that yeah. you realized it and you made the proper then adjustment. Then that friend might act out in anger now. Right. You, yeah. They might retaliate. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you, you still love them in that space. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they are showing signs of, okay, um, I want to take a reduction of 30 percent of of my my half of the company. okay, 
You want to take majority of your half? Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and do the same. And whatever's left lies. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take that 30% and put it somewhere else. I take that cash, put it somewhere else. Mm. That little bit that's left, hey, if we want to come back to it, we can. Okay. And then you have sometimes where you have a relationship that that's, that is re- restored. Yeah. There's a restorative nature too to certain friendships. I have one of my one of my buddies, we were best friends when we were kids. He lost his child. Mm. He lost his child and um it affected him a lot. Sure. And at the time I sent him a text message. I was like, "Hey, you know, I love you and I'm sorry for your loss." And he was very upset, very upset, very upset. He was like, "Oh, why didn't you call me? Why didn't you, you know, message me? You should have been there for me." And I was like, I was not trying to cause any more trouble or trigger. Mm-hmm. I said, I was trying to let you and your wife figure that out. Mm-hmm. I said, I would have, I said, I was planning on calling you later. I said, but I was not about to do it. And I apologized. He was so upset with himself and with me. And he said, you, he told me the other day, he said, Josh, you're the only person who responded like that and love. Dang. And I said, that was because you gave me an emotional response but you never stepped out of line. You lost your child, but you never stepped out of line. It's people who just can't help them though. They just don't want to be around you. Mm. They just don't. And they'll change their place. They'll move a whole other direction. Mm. And as other people, they'll go through hella hot water. You close enough with them? Your, and I guess it's the hierarchy stuff I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. That rank, that position doesn't change. Yeah. Don't care what your mission is, your rank does not change. Yeah. Yeah. That authority that you have as a best friend or as a as a groomsman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. authority that you have in that realm. Mm-hmm. You might be an acquaintance realm. There's authority in that realm. Mm-hmm. Because acquaintances sometimes can say stuff that friends can't. An acquaintance can tell you, hey, how are you doing today? Are you okay? Right? And a friend mm-hmm. can tell you, hey, you know, you look really sad. What's, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But the acquaintance can come up and say, are you okay? Oh, okay, good. Have a good day. Mm-hmm. And now you know something's up. And you go to the mirror, you're like, dang, I do look sad. What's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And then you take a step back, you know, like I'm always talking about. And you're like, oh, man, I, I am struggling with this. Oh, hey, best friend. Yeah, this is what I'm dealing with. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. People have their place for a reason. Sure. You know? Mm-hmm. And let them play the role. Yeah. If they're going to be a part time friend, you have part time workers. Same thing. Hmm. Part time employees, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely wanna like it's it's your tribe. It's your team. And you get to choose it. That's facts. And so Because all my workers are full time, baby. Yeah. That's right. And and you don't have room. really partial owners, really. Yeah, and you don't have room to have five hundred close friends. Facts. Like you gotta choose five or six. Yeah. Or seven or eight or whatever the number yeah. is. But but yeah, you gotta you gotta choose wisely. Yeah. So one of, so the last question I wanna ask you, we'll okay. we'll we'll wrap it up here. Okay. So the the title of this podcast is How to Be a Good Friend and and the question of why is it so important? And we've kind of already hit on this, so maybe maybe I should think of a different question. But what is your final advice for why the people fire, specifically friends, is so important? Um, the final thing that I'll say about that is, I'll, again, I'll get personal. I believe the reason why friends are so important is because it can make or break the direction in which your life goes in. 
you're probably going to end up married. You're probably going to end up with kids. You probably come from a family. These are things that you have limited control over. Um, it's proximity-based. It's genetic. It's what you're born into. Friends have no strings attached. None. They have a direct determination of your life. There are no strings attached. They're not your creator. There's no You can end one like that. Mm-hmm. But if you can manage that type of relationship, I think it's going to help you in business. It's going to help you in the little things. Life's going to appreciate, make you appreciate everything. You know, mm. it's so many times where even my and get, this is something you said, even you were talking with, you know, with um, Dr. Moffat and Kemper mm-hmm. at one of their um, powwows. Something that I realized when my dad, when me and my dad were not as close when I was, you know, a teenager, mm-hmm. my uncle was able to intercede and step in mm-hmm. his baby brother was able to step in because there was a time when that was his best friend. Yeah. was able to step in and, and show me things and teach me things, yeah. you know. And I was able to receive that information. I was able to understand that. Mm-hmm. And then I was able to go to my dad. He was, like, head of the um, HOA at, you know, his house or whatever. Yeah, I would speak with some of his friends because my dad loves, you know, riding cycles. He loves motorcycle and trikes yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And so at one point, my, my dad had a massive group of, like, 200. Mm-hmm. And so I would speak with some of those guys. And they would just tell me stories about my dad and and things, and I would just sit there and just soak it all up. And it goes back down to how you want to live your life. Mm-hmm. Do you want to be held accountable? Do you want to win? Do you want to win? Yeah. Because you can be very, very insulated and survive. Mm-hmm. Survival and success are not the same. Nope. They are not the same. You can survive your whole life and never be successful. Mm-hmm. Success has a lot to do with who you're looking right, who's right next door to you, who's right next to you. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. That's good. And that's that's why I think it's it's so important to have friends because mm-hmm. they have they are they are is one of the few roles that a person takes on yep. where there's no strings attached, mm-hmm. none. Yeah. There's strings attached with every other one. You carry their last name. You have a legal binding contract where if you divorce, that's half of your stuff. Yeah. Right? You have kids with them. Mm-hmm. Right? You can't lose. You can't drop your kids off. One of them's your your creator. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like you have strings attached to every last one. Yeah. Friend, man, that person, you can lose them. In any... But if you can choose. And I was thinking, too, when we were talking about friends and everything. You know, and something I realized, too, is like sometimes you just don't have anybody else. There'll be times in your life where you, like I said, you do lose that child. Yeah. That's real life. Yeah. You don't have the son to play ball with. You do lose the dad. You mm-hmm. don't have the dad anymore. Dad's gone. I'm not looking forward to that day. Right, but it, it happens. Yeah. All the, it happens every day. Right. Who's going who's gonna to wipe your tears? Mm-hmm. Who's going to pick you back up and say, let's go? Mm-hmm. Because it's one man to, oh, oh, this is something I was thinking in my head. It's one man to hold up the casket, but it's another man to hold him up. There's another person behind him. Mm. If your knees buckle, I got you. I'll take it. I'll take it off from here. That's why you need more than one. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. 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 I'll take it on from here. Right. I got you. Don't worry yeah. about it. That's crazy, man. Yeah. I, I'll take it on. And then, two, it's a blessing. I've been blessed to have, you know, really good friends. But, I, again, I, I think a lot of that is 
my family. They value it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yep. That's a big value. Yeah. And but regardless, regardless of the way that you were raised, and regardless of uh, of what you saw your family do or not do, you have the choice today to say, you know what, I actually do think I need friends, or I actually do think I need X, Y, or Z, because the worst thing you can do is play the victim card and say, well, I, well, I, I wasn't raised with that, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'm just not going to ever do it. Yeah. Like, that's the worst thing you can do is not take ownership and, yeah. and just play the victim card and like, oh, well, think, bad things just happened to me because this or that. So you have to take ownership. And that's true. And take control. And, that's true. And, and say, like, I want, like, I'm choosing now. I don't have kids yet. Mm-hmm. Rachel and I are planning to have kids in a few years, but I'm choosing today to say I'm going to start building friendships now mm-hmm. so that in tw- 20 years or whatever it is, 15 years, when my kids are to the age where they're kind of rebelling against dad a little bit, I have the men in my life that, that they know, oh, look, there's there's my dad's best friends, mm-hmm. and I'm going to listen to them. I don't I might not listen to what my dad says, but at least I'll listen to his best friends because I respect them. Because mm-hmm. those guys, because I'm going to choose four-dimensional men mm-hmm. to be my friends. I'm not just going to have, you know, a bunch of jackweeds running around. I'm going to have good, solid, strong, mature four-dimensional men mm-hmm. that are going to be my closest friends. Oh, and something else I wanted to say. Yeah. There's going to be times where, because I do, I did notice something about what we what we were talking about. A lot of what we're talking about is stuff that's going to help us too. Mm-hmm. A lot of being a friend is having the energy and creating enough space to help them and to help pull them up. Mm. Because sometimes they may not be ready for you yet. And that's something that goes back to the whole, you were talking about harvest? Yeah. You harvest in due season. Yeah. That's true. Because mm-hmm. there's sometimes where you'll be connected and the Lord will have someone in your life that, hey, I want y'all to you know, go out in twos and build my kingdom and spread my word in this this way or that way. Mm-hmm. That other one may not be ready yet. Yeah. That one might need a couple of weeks, a couple of days, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But the but the moment they are, it, it'll click. You're like, oh, oh, I'm so glad I worked on that. I'm so glad we worked on that together. Because mm-hmm. now we can go out here and do this or do that or whatever, whatever. Yeah, I needed to hear that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, sometimes it is a work in progress. Yeah. Like, a yeah. lot of my close friends were work in progresses. Sure. You know? And I'm a work in progress. We all are, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of, I tell you, one of the things that my friends have helped me with is to be more introspective. Mm-hmm. I can be in my own world sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I can be so in my own world that I don't see myself for myself. Mm-hmm. I can be like, oh, I do this, I do this, I got to do this, I do this. That sometimes I don't have that, oh, my gosh, this take is a, where I am. Take a step back. Oh, snap. Yeah. I need to move a little differently. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, I appreciate your time, Josh, and uh, hopefully this helps you guys think about uh, your people fire and specifically your friends and uh, why it's important to have those deep friendships. And so, uh, so go live intentionally, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Four Fires Podcast.